from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe street for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching American Graffiti. Your car's uglier than I Number 62 on the AFI list. Warning! Mimi, <laughs> there will be spoilers about this sweaty teenager old film. Yes. Ugh. A quick content warning. I don't know if we'll discuss this in the podcast, but the movie had a couple instances of rape jokes, and those might get discussed. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Shall we play our predictions about this movie? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear yours right away. Oh, okay. Post haste. <laughs> Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. I am about to watch American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't. I don't know about this movie, but it it just feels like it's from the 1970s, <laughs> a decade that is haunting me from its grave. I predict a gritty. But sadly, not the fun gritty of the Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty as in, like, everything's very dirty and, like, wet. And everybody, I don't know, is doing graffiti. (laughs) Maybe we'll get to see some cool graffiti. We didn't. (laughs) I hope. 
Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> Tell me more about the Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty. What? The mascot. Oh. Big orange boy. Oh. Giant oh. belly. Is that the one in... Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary? Yeah, that's okay. the one in El- Abbott Elementary. That's how Gritty is <laughs> identifiable. I've never heard of Gritty before that. What? I love Gritty with my whole ass. <laughs> really? I love Gritty so much. They are chaos embodied, but in the most positive way. Oh my gosh. I would not have known that I about I love you. Gritty. <laughs> that is, that I is, love them. That's a surprise. <laughs> um, wow, wow, wow. Wow, oh wow. <laughs> Well, Sienna, let's listen to your prediction for American Gritty. All right. <laughs> hey, Liana, this is Sienna. Excuse the bath running in the background. I'm about to watch American Graffiti, which is a George Lucas movie with Han Solo in it. Whoa. I don't know. Oh. Not much I know for sure. Wow. I have literally no idea what it's about. Like, my family watched it one time, and I really didn't want to watch it like it it, it just sounded so boring. Mm-hmm. I think there's like maybe a car in it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out. All right. I love you. Goodbye. When I said there was a car, I thought that was going to be some dumb comment because I like <laughs> saw a car once when my family was watching it. That is. That's the movie. The only thing in this film. It's, it's the movie is car. This they should have called this movie cars. Seriously. Missed opportunity. This was cars. The prequel to the film cars. Oh, boy, boy. Okay. I have a summary for this movie related to what we're talking about. I've forgotten all of it by choice, so this will be a helpful reminder. (laughs) No, it won't. Oh, (laughs) no, it won't. Okay. (laughs) American Graffiti. Several teens drive around on the street essentially all night long. They rarely step outside of their vehicles. If this movie tells us anything, it's that teenagers in the 1960s had almost nothing to do. The end. <laughs> it was just like a couple of people who you might recognize from future things. Yeah. Cruising around. Mm-hmm. Some of them would park their cars and hop into other people's cars. They were playing music in the background, yep. I guess. Yep. That's it. It ended and I went, what? This movie was so annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Almost all of my notes have question marks. Yes. But oh Liana, before we get there, uh, do you have any historical context for this movie? You know what? I do. 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 It's a little bit of ABBA for everybody. Um, not in key. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know what you're singing. I didn't hit any of the right notes. That's, <laughs> that's maybe where the confusion <laughs> could have perhaps come in. <laughs> As it was going, I was like, oh, "This is bad." <laughs> missing one, missing one. Good. like a tar hero. Like, I was. <laughs> you just looked like gritty. <laughs> That's so mean. I can't remember what I it didn't say. Like. I want to look like gritty. I said I love gritty. <laughs> Sorry, what they look? Not like. that I'm I like, see myself reflected <laughs> in gritty. Giant orange beard. <laughs> <laughs> American graffiti. The 1973 series of vignettes. It's set in Modesto, California, apparently. Okay. In the year 1962, apparently. Mm -hmm. It was semi-autobiographical about uh, the co-writers, George Lucas, Gloria Katz, and Willard Hick. H-U-Y-C-K. 
Uh-huh. Uh, one of the first films, apparently, to use pop music rather than a film score. Oh. That was new. Mainly because <sighs> licensing. Everybody was like, too much money. We yeah. cannot do this. And this one said, not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a quote ripped right from Wikipedia. So don't put too much stock in this. But if it's true, it's so annoying. Quote, Lucas also intended to end American graffiti showing a title card detailing the fate of the characters, which does happen, mm-hmm. including, oh, spoiler alert, the death of Milner and the disappearance of Toad in Vietnam. The other writers found the ending depressing and were incredulous that Lucas planned to include only the male characters. <laughs> Lucas argued that mentioning the girls meant adding another title card, which he felt would prolong the ending. <laughs> Which has the same vibes as there are no bras in space. <gasps> it's exactly the same. And it's exactly the same man. That's why it's so believable. I'm like, yeah. even if it's not true, I bet in some ways. Also, I saw the that title card. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for another one. You know? I was screaming at how annoyed I was by that specific title card. It should have been none. Also? Nobody cared if those characters were real. They're not. None of them actually were real. They were all like composite characters from Lucas's life, which makes it even more annoying. Wait, so the what happened to the characters was what happened to the fictional they just characters? They made that up. They were like, so this guy died, and then this guy also died, and then this person is fine, and then this guy's a writer. That is so stupid. And I went to Google because I was like, is Carl whatever the fuck a real dude? Yeah. No. What? None of those people were real people. He simply misused the title card format. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, baby. Okay. The setting, 1962, just to give everybody a sense of the vibes of this film, it was pre a lot of the turbulence of the 60s. It was pre-Cuban Missile Crisis, sort of pre-Vietnam War, pre the JFK assassination, and pre the peak of the counterculture movement. So it was still hanging on to sort of the like American suburbia white people paradise of the 1950s. Yes. Cruising culture... Uh? Cruising is driving slowly down a long, straight street with stoplights so as to chat with other cruisers and with pedestrians. Wow. I don't know. So the chatting was a part of it? It's like part of it. Like, that's literally how people met other people in the past. And I'm like, honestly, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm not meeting anybody new these days. I mean, that I see I how that would be cruising. nice. Yeah. It was used as a way mainly for teen boys to chat to teen girls. Like, they literally just did what they did in the movie and drove super slow and were like, Hey, <laughs> honestly, terrifying. Seriously. And they'd also race other cruisers. Unsurprising, three of the most popular strips for cruising are in Southern California. One is Whittier Boulevard in East Los Angeles. One is Van Nuys Boulevard in the San Fernando Valley. And one is Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. we. A lot of this, again, comes from the sort of post-war American suburb culture where they started building cities for cars instead of people. So a lot more people had cars than they did before. And teens would use cars as like a way to kind of get away from home and not be supervised by adults. That's something in this movie I was like, where are the adults? Yeah. Nobody is being an adult. And how did they all have cars? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, hot rods are classic cars that have been rebuilt for speed. So that's what Milner is driving, that big yellow sort of banana car. Oh, yeah. See-through in the front. The tall one. Hmm. We'll be calling that the tall car. The tall. Oh, okay. Great. Great. So we got tall banana car. (laughs) That's car number one. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
Um, and custom culture, both words spelled with a K, is a word that's used to describe the artwork, fashion, vehicles, and hairstyles of people who drove custom cars, born and it's born out of hot rod culture from Southern California in the 1960s. So this does have like a lot of very real history, and this was very nostalgic for people. I think that's kind of why it's on the list, because everybody was like, yeah, that's really how it felt at the time. Wow. Um, and custom culture was like identified with the greasers of the 1950s and the cruisers of the 1960s. And finally, Wolfman Jack. Oh, yeah. Do you know about him? I looked up the actor, uh-huh. and then it was he was Wolfman, but then he said he wasn't Wolfman. I was like, is this a, is this a real guy? Anyway. The answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Born Robert Weston Smith in 1938 in Brooklyn, New York, Wolfman Jack uh-huh. hosted America's first syndicated rock and roll radio program. Oh, cool. He was a real dude. He rose to popularity in the 1960s as a radio DJ in Louisiana and broadcast on a Mexican radio station that had a strong enough signal to cover all of North America. So that's how he became so widely known and kind uh-huh. of ubiquitous. So the vibes in the movie are kind of how people felt about him at the time. Maybe not exactly in 62. Like, I think the timeline may have been shifted up a few years earlier just to fit the movie. But still, yeah, people knew about him. In fact, excerpts in the film of the radio show are all from his actual radio show. Like all those moments of him. Oh, cool. Those audio clips of him, like speaking with callers and all that stuff just from the show itself. And he plays himself in the film. (laughs) Okay, cute. Which is, you know, kind of cute. Yeah. The last thing, less cute, dude was straight up white. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's, they explain him, they mention that he's a black man, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't. fully not. Did he claim, do you know, do you know if he claimed to be, if Wolfman, was that like the persona? I don't think so, because he, he wasn't, I th- I don't think he was as secretive as he was in the movie. Like, I don't think he was really right. in hiding, especially yeah. not in the later years. So, like, visibly white. Yeah. Publicly white. Um, but <laughs> a lot of people just only ever heard him, and they thought that he was black from oh. his voice and his vocalizations and his intonations, which is sort of like an instance, I think, of, like, black voice, which we've seen like, right. in a lot of Right. I was going to say, media. there's, like, a lot of sort of issues woven into there, yeah. to that. It's it's problematic in a very nuanced yeah in nuanced ways. ways right in most ways white man wolfman white man wolfman jack yeah and that's the end of the historical context for american graffiti thank you so much i just yeah. learned everything i yeah by the end of this movie i was sort of like okay was this based on something because i i was i was coming up empty with mm-hmm. meaning from i was so bored I think this is going to be a good episode because this is sort of the epitome of why we're doing this podcast. Oh my God. It's for dumbass movies like this. Do you need to go fill up the tank? Do it. We'll be right back. Conversely, do you need to go empty the tank? Now's the time. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Shall we get into our phone notes? Please. I'm already looking at yours. You're okay. you're going to see some stuff in my... I was pretty dumb <laughs> during the viewing of this. Like so I you, said. Uh-huh. you've written... Welcome to Phone Notes, where we read the notes that he, the other person took on their phone while watching the film. Sienna, you've written Lucas and Coppola. Uh-oh. Uh, one of my takeaways from this movie was Lucas, stick to space. Because mm. he did fun stuff in space. And these teens in cars sort of saying sort of messed up things to each other yeah. and just all the actions that the characters took i didn't understand i it was it was another one where i was like what genre is this yeah stupidly forgetting that the genre was the 1970s yeah it felt less 70s though it felt it felt um it honestly felt closer to 80s but yeah. set during the 60s to me too it, it felt 80s ish which which sort of makes sense if these guys yeah. are like maybe that's the lucas flair yeah, but it did feel, it was very like Breakfast Club Misfits. Yeah. 16 Candles, like out all night long. Totally, totally. Which is probably one of the reasons why it was like a wow movie, because right. it was getting to that era. And but, it's probably also why I hated it. Yeah. I hate those movies. Me too. I hate those <laughs> I movies. So I feel so unsafe in the 80s. Uh-huh. And there were a number of jokes and sort of behaviors that you could feel that we were getting to like the sex crimes prank movies. Yes. <laughs> That, like, yes. that's the era we were headed towards? A hundred percent. What? Good. Sienna, you've said, I don't know what to say about the butt we just saw. I also wrote about the butt. <laughs> Very early on. We're trying to sort of... Get our bearings. Get our bearings. Perceive this movie. I don't... I can't remember what happened at the beginning. I mean, people were in cars. 
Starts at the diner. I think the they, diner. Like, the drive. The diner. He gives him his car. Yeah. Richard Dreyfus. Oh, yes. And Ron Howard. Did you know throughout the film that that was Ron Howard? <laughs> yeah. But I also watched uh, the Andy Griffith show where he's a baby. Okay. You didn't know? Perhaps eight minutes from the end of the film, <laughs> I looked up the cast and I screamed <laughs> in my home. Have you seen Ron Howard before? In, in present day? <laughs> yes. It is just like <laughs> such a like such a caricature of, of Ron Howard. Like it looks so much like Ron Howard. No, it does not. <laughs> believe at all that it was ron howard the whole time <gasps> oh i still am shocked because he I didn't have a beard unsafe he didn't have a beard and he was in front of the camera and i was like what are you doing here mm-hmm. anyway the butt oh yeah so there's they start cruising and liana and i are watching this movie in our own separate places but it sounds like we were both going what huh? <laughs> why are these teens driving so slowly and then one knocks on the window and then and then Someone has put their ass up against the window. I hated it. And I couldn't process it. But I had to write it down because I'm like, we just saw a butt. It was a butt. And I think that it was a woman. Oh. And in that way, I was like, okay, badge? <laughs> I thought it was a boy butt, but I don't know. But I also thought it was a boy butt, so I'm not sure. But I thought later that that car was maybe full of all women. And I was like, that is very feminist of her. Were women allowed to moon in the past? I feel I like they know. would have been shot. In I the don't street. think they're allowed to moon in the present. There's no way. We've never been allowed to moon. No. You know what? After this, we should go moon. <laughs> Who should we moon? If you. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you moon? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if I were to moon someone, mm-hmm. I suppose you want them to feel like not. Oh, you know what? No, because then they would see my ass, and that feels like a little treat, and I don't want to give that to just anybody. Right, yeah. I know. I I don't know why, but the only name that's been coming to my head this whole time, which I'm remiss to say, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's actually kind of the right answer, <laughs> because it's cheeky, no pun intended. It's sort of, it's not like you're mad at the person. I'm not assassinating him. <laughs> I'm assassinating. <laughs> the president has been assassinated. <laughs> nope, that's the right like, answer. If I needed him to like like sign the Green New Deal or something, <laughs> maybe you could moon him into action. It's because it's shocking. It's goofy. And you're not going to like... It's it's warm. It's a bit warm <laughs> as a gesture. <laughs> of all the like rude gestures, it's, it's kind of right, warm. It's not like flipping someone off. It's like, yeah. here's my ass. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, I guess that's my answer. <laughs> Would you moon? I think Joe Biden. <laughs> Liana, you have written... <laughs> no. <laughs> now I think I know who it's about. You have written, this guy gives me shitty Conan O'Brien vibes. Were you talking about Ron Howard? Mr. Howard, I am so sorry. Writer, for director, producer, actor. A successful man. I, 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 I apologize for the notes that I have written. 
about, as it turns out, you. <laughs> I just like anyone who knows how Ron Howard looks, he couldn't look more like himself. I don't think that's true at all. His face is very differently shaped now and he's got a beard. No. I think I'm just so accustomed to seeing Conan O'Brien. Yeah, you've seen Yeah. There's like one young redheaded boy that we as a culture are familiar with. And mm-hmm. I think it's Conan O'Brien. Um, sorry, Ron. I'm sorry. I was not charmed by this culture. No. I had so many questions. Sienna, you also. You said, why, why would this mystery woman be saying, I love you? Okay. I thought that was so funny. Oh, the woman. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Uh, one moment that I knew that I was not going to really like this movie, that it was going to be a very like film bro movie, was when... Early on, uh, Richard Dreyfuss was like, oh, if only I could see a beautiful woman. I want to see the most beautiful woman in the world. There's no one dazzling. And it's like, okay, so we're going to see some dazzling object of a woman. And that's going to be like a thing. That's like most of his character arc. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like for me, for me personally, knowing that plot point is about to come is not an interesting movie in my mind. Let me stick around. Yeah. Um, We're going to get to see. Anyway, uh... He's in the car, and what does he see but the most beautiful woman, a.k.a. she's blonde? <laughs> she's very her blonde. so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. He sees her for a second in the car, and she mouths something to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, guys, guys, there's a beautiful woman over there, and I think she just said, I love you. There's nothing hotter than that. It's like, in what world? If you are driving, if you look very gorgeous and you're driving your vehicle to an event, you turn, you see a teen boy in the yeah. back of a vehicle to your left. You're not mouthing, I love you. <laughs> also, like, if you think she's like some hottie, is that like what hotties say? They're like, I love you. <laughs> and that's what you want her to say? She doesn't know you. You want her to tell you that she's in love with you. You've never seen her before in your life. She's barely seen you. That felt to me, a lot of this felt to me like a movie I'm not going to tell you about yet because it's going to be my should you watch this or. Mm. Okay. But I'm planting the seeds early. Okay, so a bit of a mystery. This was something that felt to me like something. Something very good. <laughs> this felt like something else. And I won't tell you what. Ooh, now keep listening. Analysis. Also, um, teens generally are extremely scary. Oh my god, they're, they were so ugly in this movie, and so young, and so sweaty. Teens are just like, you don't know what they're going to do. They're the most unpredictable people, but they have the strength of a man. <laughs> <laughs> this teen has the strength of a man. Unpredictable as a baby, as strong as an adult. Speaking of tweens. Okay. There's a tween in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Gosh, did she have a name? She was someone's younger sister. Martha? Which was kind of, of all the things in the movie, a little bit cute, but it was always, I was like, I'm waiting to see. I was on the whole time. I was so worried they were going to kiss. I was like, is this going to get weird? I was so worried they were going to kiss. Yeah. And then by the end, we find that he says that like as a joke to get her out of the car. Like she is just, but like when she gets out of the car for a while, there were teen boys like whooping at her. I hated that so much. It was really, there's just like the boundaries, people's boundaries. Like what is allowed in society is always so unclear in these movies yeah and you've written yeah our attitude towards women and the sexualization of minors was not moving in the right direction at this period of history yeah Yeah. you could feel it absolutely not you could feel that 
again, like we said earlier, like we were trekking to the 80s. Yeah. We were making our way. <laughs> Cruising to the 80s. And to the 90s and the 2000s. And the 2010s. And the 2020s. Yeah, yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that for me was the most driven home when like the 12 year old was getting cat called on the street. Like, yeah. Cruisers. But also, of course, the rest of the film as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've said, in some ways, iPhones have saved the world. <laughs> These teens had nothing yeah. to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not one thing. That's true. And the night was so long. I mean, they could have, I will say, gone to bed. Yeah. That was an option. I am so stressed when characters stay up all night long. I don't like it at all. Think of t- tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Think of the ramifications. Here's what might happen if you stay up all night. You might break up with your girlfriend three to four times. Yeah. Get back together with her. And then decide not to go to college. <laughs> That's Just, what he did. And you might be Ron Howard the whole time. You might, when it hits morning, realize... You've been Ron Howard this entire time. So did you... Go to bed. Did you recognize Han Solo? Are you kidding? (laughs) Throughout my notes, I was simply writing, where is Harrison Ford? I know he's coming. Where is he? Because I saw the cast list when I read the movie beginning. Yeah. I guess minus Ron Howard. Or I just didn't process that name. But I saw Harrison Ford and I was like... A hotness is coming. Sienna, I agree with this. I didn't understand what was happening here at all. You said, what did he do to their tires? Was that fun? Oh my gosh. What was he doing? Okay, so the the friends in the tall banana car. Banana car, a banana car. It was a kind... Peel it back and see what's inside. Banana car. (laughs) I forget what the guy's name was. Milton. Milton. Was he hot to you? No, but thank you for asking. Was he hot to you? He was okay. I thought maybe to you, perhaps. I I wasn't like drooling, but I could register him as a hot man. Do you know what? There was a moment where he ran very fast. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And then later, just the torso, because he was wearing a t-shirt with the sleeves that were rolled up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. that's good. But his face and his personality, it was a no. Right. So he's the one who's driving around the middle schooler. Yeah. Because he got duped he and got she's in the car. Into babysitting, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he is a great drag racer or something. That's why he's sort of famous. But he's in his yes. tall, tall car, the tallest Banana car in the car. valley. Yes. And they drive up to, they drive past some pranksters again. Yeah. Who hit. Doing pranks? They throw a water balloon in his car. Into the car and hit the child so they decide to prank him back and the child had earlier shown that she had shaving cream with her yeah and so when they hit a stoplight they go and they shaving cream her car the car which is like that's kind of fun and it's like a whole long scene they really had a lot of time yeah and so i would understand if it was like showing how fun and goofy the culture of this is and like they hit him with the they hit him with the water balloon so we're gonna spray him back right that's kind of cute vibes Mm. but i think he was simultaneously slashing slashing their tires seemed like it which is like that's not fun everyone was laughing so much i know it felt psychotic it was was really wild i felt really scared when it was over and so then the banana car drove away and the other one stayed there driving away the slipperiest car in the valley um yes it was unsettling i had no idea what was going on i didn't understand how she had so much time to get so much shaving cream onto all of the car that was a really long scene full can of shaving cream i guess and then she was was just smoothing it into the window they made no effort to stop that from happening and they clearly are not gonna be able to see through the windshield yeah 
It was weird. Because you're not laughing at that point. No. If somebody's slashing your tires while <laughs> yeah, you're in exactly. the vehicle, you're not like, fun prank. Like, you can't, you genuinely, your night's over. That's a crime. But, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's one of them. Oh, that's right. Now would be a good time to hop out of your car and terrorize the person <laughs> next to you. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Oh, and the nerd guy, his name, I want to say it's Cup. <laughs> but I know it's not. Toad? Toad! I was like, Mole? Toad. <laughs> nerd guy toad hey cup he like he gets the cool car why would his name be cup why would it be toad have you ever known anyone named cup toad at least is in mario nobody i guess he, i guess cup. he looked like a cup to me so <laughs> I, guess, I guess he looked like a cup so um his mouth opened so wide he was kind of like a cup toad <laughs> was was just like he calls a, a blonde woman to his car and she gets in she's like hot for cars yeah okay question for you yeah american studies yeah 
Were women horny for cars for a long period of American history? I think the ones written by men were. <laughs> but has any real woman I mean, seen a car and been like, I guess I'll bone whoever is driving this because this is such a cool car? This will all be speculation. This will all be a guess because I, ha- I didn't learn this in American studies. Okay. That's surprising to me. Yeah. It's surprising that there wasn't a unit well, about women one thing in cars. I do know is that once cars came about, mm-hmm. a lot more boning... It was like an exciting thing for teens because they could bone, go bone mm-hmm. in the car. Mm-hmm. So that was like a big like sexual explosion for teens. <laughs> in like, I think that was like the twenties. Anyway, no, that wouldn't oh. make sense. I don't know. I believe, I believe it. I read that in a book once. Oh, um, I know what. Well. I think that maybe in this very this car culture. Yeah, I guess so. It was. It would make sense that that was something that people had an eye for. I feel like these movies feel spooky often because it's like, it's just male fantasy is what yeah. we're seeing on screen. And that's and it's so... not reality at all. But it's, but we live in a society where the patriarchy is trying to make that male fantasy reality at all times. And so we are sort of trapped in like people trying to force us into those roles, right. even though they're never actually like realistic. Yeah. So then it feels unrealistic and we literally don't understand why it would be fun to watch. Right. And it's also like, well, that's not how I would ever actually react, but am I going to be like in a situation where it's dangerous if I don't react in that oh, way? Oh, yeah. Very scary. Spooky. Okay, Liana, you've said, Harrison Ford! She screamed in her apartment. I screamed it in my apartment. My neighbors last night would have heard nothing for one hour, and then, Harrison Ford! And then nothing for about 40 minutes. <laughs> and then, that was Ron Howard?! I did not recognize Harrison Ford when he first came on. What? Also, what? his accent was terrible. Oh, he was all over the place. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was not. It, nothing that Harrison Ford does on screen actually matters. <laughs> That's actually a rule of cinema. I would say this was not the role for him. Has I would say role been the role for he did not Jones? kill this role. He did not do a good job. It was it. a weird role. It was really weird. He just kind of rolled into town and then, and then rolled out of town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rolled into town he was kind of driving with this lady and then she was Where gone did she go? i don't know and then the other lady gets in and then he tells her to shut up oh the yeah first time she says anything shut up the first time she speaks sienna you've said i'll say it that drag race scene was anticlimactic really the car flipped and rolled and caught on fire <laughs> harrison ford's shirt was open well when you put it like that that's what happened (laughs) um that's the thing though is like it was a huge thing on paper to happen but they they're like ready set go they start driving and then seconds in Mm -hmm. his car which did they talk about earlier that his car was like that there was a problem with the wheel or something because it just didn't make any sense to me why harrison ford's car suddenly just like veered off the side Mm -hmm. and then the fact that it was such a big deal that they like went rolling over i was like whoa 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 Mm -hmm. their car flips a couple times but then they just get out Mm mm-hmm I mean, it's the same film in which a man was shot multiple yeah. times and then nothing happened. Yeah, there's no real... The same film in which a guy got initiated into a gang yeah. and then went to college the next day. There's no real gravity to anything that happens. Nor. And it is spooky. There is graffiti. <gasps> yeah, there isn't any graffiti. No, there wasn't! <laughs> That's the other thing that was pissing me off. I was like, hello? When is someone going to do graffiti? Because when is this going to be a Banksy movie? Something that I really enjoy watching is people doing spray Art. Okay, love that. I love it. I get that though. Yeah, it's very cool. And you so get I was to like, see well, at least we'll get to see some cool art. No. 
one of Liana's last notes is, oh my God, that's Ron Howard. <laughs> Happy for you. Happy for you. I, I, I then felt as if I had been spying on Ron Howard sort of voyeurs, voyeuristically for an hour. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I just watched you kiss a woman, Ron Howard. Oh my gosh, Ron Howard, I didn't know it was you. I wouldn't have watched you lips this team. <laughs> you wouldn't have had watched I known that this was Ron Howard. If you knew it was Ron Howard, you don't it's think you would have so watched. It's so inappropriate to watch Ron Howard be sensual. Oh my gosh. That is not something I ever expected I would see, and I don't want to see it again. Again, Ron Howard, Did- I think you are probably a nice person, and I, I don't mean to be roasting or being <laughs> rude to you. I don't mean to be roasting you. I don't mean to be roasting you, but it was so bewildering. That is very funny to feel like you are inappropriately <laughs> spying on somebody. I felt like, I, it's just, that's I not, get what you, you mean. shouldn't see Ron Howard kissing someone intimately. That's not his role in Hollywood. <laughs> it, he's been that's an actor. That's not what he's here for. He's acted. He acted before he started doing that stuff. Yeah, but then he stopped acting. <laughs> because he didn't want anyone to look at him again. <laughs> and we should respect that. <laughs> he stepped behind the camera because he was not comfortable. <laughs> and we should, from this point forward... He said, I will Forget no longer ever be publicly sensual. Stop watching me do I this. I think that's so nice, though, that, like, because you didn't consent to seeing Ron Howard, <laughs> like, <laughs> that made it, like, a non-consensual and you feel, like, inappropriate because of that. Like, but for his sake. Yeah. You're like, I know that, Ron, you didn't consent to me knowing that it was you. <laughs> and for that reason, I am sorry. I'm so sorry that I watched you in this film. <laughs> If I had known it was you, then it would have been different. <laughs> it would have been very different. My guard would have been up. Well, Sienna, mm-hmm. shall we cruise along into our segment, Badges and Trages? Yes. This is the segment in which we give badges for... Uh, badges for beep beeps and trages for... Toot, toot. Oh, no, you go. Trages for... Toot, toot. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Toot. I have a badge for diner vibes slash this drive up. A badge for Lori. I liked her very much. We haven't talked about her, but she was the girlfriend. She was Ron Howard, as it turns yeah. out, girlfriend. Yeah. She was very spunky and she yeah. stood up for what she believed in and she was not afraid to say no. I liked her. I liked her haircut. I liked her face very much. Yeah. I have a badge for music? Question <laughs> Me mark? too. I have a badge for the score, I think. Like, it was clear that that's what this movie was doing. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, I mean, it was fun or whatever. Yeah. But then it's also 50s music, so there's a lot of music that's like, she's 16, and I'm gonna have sex with her. I hated that song so much. I mean, in the 50s way. So it's, she's 16, and, and she's mine. <laughs> and I own her. <laughs> and she she's my property. Me. I have for, I liked the line, your car is uglier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come out right. That was so funny. <laughs> it was so st- I kind of like all tried to like own someone and then accidentally insulted yeah. herself. Oh no! Wait. I thought that that tween was a, a good actress. Yeah, yeah. I have a badge for you. Would you grungy little twerp? I just liked whoever said that to whomever. I I don't remember, but twerp. I liked it. Badge for Lori roasting the hell out of Bad Conan during the snowball. A badge for this blue and white striped dress that Debbie. Oh, Whoa. yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. Badge for Harrison singing out of the blue. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? And finally, a badge for this rolled up t-shirt sleeve look. That's when um, the 
Uh, the banana car man ran very quickly and then was hanging out and he had those the, just that capped sleeve i think is maybe what it's called yeah 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 Ooh. milton arms <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a song thank you i made it up tragic tragic i have a trage for generally sexualizing teen vibes yeah it was just happening throughout one specific moment was when the teacher at the was like yeah the teachers will catch me but i'd love to spend more time with you sexy little things and then later he's outside with the student clearly awful, having a relationship awful trage for quote i'm old enough end quote which i know is the tween just trying to like be cool and hang yeah. out with the older guys the older people but you, just any line like that in yeah. this time period you get that it made us feel generally unsafe yeah Trage for, as I mentioned, unsettled by character decisions. I could not understand why they did the things they did. When a phone call ends with somebody asking the other person's name and then it just clicks, it just is like, what's going on? And then he smiles. I'm confused. Yeah. That must have been art. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh Yeah. Uh, Trage, trage, double trage for the teacher hitting on his students, Mr. Bill Wolf, Mm -hmm. who you know is having a relationship with a student leader because she comes up and is like, Bill? Yeah, I mean, Mr. Wolf. Ew. Oh. It was very ew. It was very ew. Um, tried for Harrison Ford's country accent. That thing was a mess. No notes. Tried for rape jokes. Mm-hmm. No. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. Said by the tween. They made a tween say all of these jokes. She kept saying rape. Yeah. Um, tried for the tween who played this had a really sad life. <laughs> yeah. Did you read about it? Read about it? Oh, no. Her actual life. Oh, no. She was like the child of the one of the the guitarists of the mamas and the papas and like had a whole incest scandal for like her, 10 years her papa was a papa <laughs> wait i don't get it oh yeah <laughs> i mean i do get it yeah 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 <laughs> anyway yikes which is just like the reason i was so saddened by that is because like it all you're scared the whole time for this character and then it's like okay she's okay but then like of course the actor had a fucked up life oh, God. which just like yeah these very oh, i'm gonna sound very harry styles but these oh, very movie it really feels like movies movie. that really feel like a movie yeah. you just know there's like gross hollywood stuff going on yeah and then of course you hear about it later and it's like yeah that's mm-hmm. somebody's life really sucked like a lot yeah, of those yeah. people's lives sucked trash for general stupid fucking art vibes yes. trash for off-brand conan pressuring her into sex Oh my god! Did not like that. There's yeah. a scene where he's like, don't you want me to remember, like, don't you want to give me something to remember you by? And I was like, I will kill you in your sleep. Yeah. Ron Howard. Totally. Which now I have to kill Ron Howard in his sleep. Which is such a bummer. You didn't know at the I time. I didn't know it was Ron Howard. You didn't know what it was I just didn't mean. know that I was threatening Ron Howard. I still would have, but I was just like, oh, now I have to kill Ron Howard. Those were all my trages. Trage for the way that a banana car boy tries to learn the address of the tween so he can return her to her home is by being like, I can't resist you anymore. Yeah. I want you too bad unless you tell me your address. He sort of was really fucked up. He does. He sort of like threatens to ravish her. Yeah. And my final tragedy is a tragedy for Debbie comforting this trash boy cup when she's comforting cup as he's sitting (gasps) on the curb being like, man, I'm sorry. I told you a million lies and I'm a terrible person and I don't own a car or a Jeep. She's yeah. like, well, it's okay. No, I'm free tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow. What the hell? How is he going to pick her up? Well, Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Yes. Which is, of course, how to pretend you've seen this film. Mm. This is for you are in your car. Yes. And the windows are down. 
Ron, he jumps right through the back window, and he hops into your car mm-hmm. uh, when you're at a stoplight. And he says, two cherry Cokes, please. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> what do you, you think you're ordering here? You think you're ordering in my car? I think we are. What kind of restaurant has ever been a car? <laughs> and he goes, oh, this just reminds me so much. I love being inside of a car and mm. jumping from car to car. It reminds me of my favorite era and favorite movie. American Graffiti. The film that made me the driver I am today. And I'm going to keep talking about it for the rest of this drive. At one mile per hour. <laughs> Unless you say anything right now. And in order to stop Ron from revving you, (laughs) revving his engine about this film, we're going to give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film American Graffiti. Yeah, Ron, I know about American Graffiti. I used it as further evidence for my thesis that children could be literally anywhere in the past. Yes, Ron, I know about American Graffiti. That film is 95% car. (laughs) Ron, American Graffiti, there was something surprising to me about it, and that was the fact that nobody in the film was Matthew Broderick. Oh, it really felt like at some point somebody in the film was going to be Matthew Broderick. I don't disagree with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, Ron, I have seen American Graffiti. One could call it a Bildungsroman or a coming-of-age story. Oh, yeah. Because characters are about to perhaps leave or not leave or something. It's never quite clear. Mm. Ron, you know, before you hopped in this car, I was saying to the town how how much esteem we hold you in. I was saying to them, I said, I promise you, I said this. I said, someday he'll make a fine moose. (laughs) So I'm from this fucking movie. Yes, Ron, I have seen American Graffiti. You know, radio plays a big part in this. Um, That's all. (laughs) That's all. That's all, folks. Sienna. Uh Uh-huh. Let us take Main Street out of this town and into our segment, Should You Watch This Or? In which we tell you if we think you should watch this movie or if you should do something else with your time. Liana, and we know that Liana has teased this earlier in the episode. Remember, this has been the mystery throughout. One hint. And you've about been thinking an about hour it. ago. I know you've been thinking about that hint the whole time. We may not have even kept it in the episode. We won't know. For a while, I would say what you could do instead is you could watch a film that has many elements that this film has, but in a fun way. It's a movie called Sleepover. I've never heard of it. What? No. What is it? Oh my God. Okay. Someday we're going to get a waffle. Okay. We're going to play Kirby Air Ride. Okay. And we're going to watch Sleepover. Sleepover is a film starring... Alexa Vega, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. It's one night. It's over the course of one night. Okay. And it's three gals having a sleepover. Maybe four. Four gals having possibly even five. Between three and five high school gals uh-huh. having a sleepover the night before, I think, high school starts. So they're like on the cusp, on the brink of a life change. Yeah. And the thing that they're really trying to get 
is the picnic table, like the best table to sit at for lunch during high school. And there's a very hot man in it who looks like Tom Cruise, but not Scientology. And he is so hot. And Alexis, no, Alexa is uh, in a dress, but she skateboards. And there's definitely pancakes in this movie. It's so fun. I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember an actual detail or scene from it, but. It was so similar in those ways of like over the course of one night only and by the morning, like everything's yeah, changed a little I love bit. That. Everybody's had fun and romped uh-huh. and been in cars and been out and about. And no sex crimes. <laughs> I love that. That sounds amazing. Thank you. It's a great recommendation. What I could would say that you could watch instead of this film. Mm. I this movie was not for me. Uh-huh. I didn't enjoy it. So I would say don't watch this movie. Mm. Instead, if you want to be jump scared by George Lucas, <laughs> watch the YouTube video, George Lucas in the background of some random documentary. <laughs> it's 22 seconds long. Can I watch it right now? Yeah. But it's a molten salt process. They're dissolving this thing in a molten salt. Why don't they call it molten salt? They want no association with molten salt because then it brings up another superior thing. Isn't it funny? Oh my god. That really is a jump scare. It is a jump scare. The sound design on that is very effective. Again, George Lucas in the background of some random documentary on YouTube.com. <laughs> don't turn your volume down a little bit if you're gonna watch it, I would say. <laughs> um it's all the george lucas you need it's just as confusing (laughs) i think i left this with feeling more emotions than i felt while watching the movie i I definitely did i still am (laughs) but uh there you go it's his best work oh wow sienna what would you rate the film american graffiti i'm gonna give american graffiti a uh a hot 0.5 fenders out of five hey i like (laughs) i just didn't have many feelings on it and then it was minorly offensive in ways that i really yeah i mean yeah it feels minor now after watching all these movies it was Mm. like i didn't like it Mm -hmm. um and i just wasn't very enchanted by the culture that it was celebrating other people who like that you might enjoy this but that person is not me Mm -hmm. liana how Mm -hmm. would you rate this movie you know i'm gonna do the same i want to say 0.5 benders okay five okay cute uh i liked Lori very much Mm -hmm. loved the spunk can't say that for our uk audience i'm so sorry i loved her <laughs> verve other than that i was bored and worried at yeah. the same time yeah for two hours those are good words for it i do not want to watch this again no god no well liana we have watched american graffiti sure did no graffiti in sight Burn. but a lot of america Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Tossed Popcorn. Popcorn. You can find us on social media at Tossed Popcorn. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And we are also, these days, baby, on Patreon. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Patreon.com slash Tossed Popcorn. Mm -hmm. We're putting great stuff on there. Oh, yeah. Just this evening, I sent a message in the Discord to our sweet, sweet patrons. The Discord is very cute. Uh, And join us next week when we will be watching... Let me look. Oh, <gasps> I think I know what it is. 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 Welcome in the avenue. Welcome. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have goosebumps. Liana. We're watching cabaret. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh 
Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, 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 okay. I'll feed Zane. We'll see you then. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get prepared. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. God, I can't believe that was Ron Howard. He's in other stuff. Mm-mm. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 46129 the wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.